0: Hi everybody, welcome to self-love talk show. I'm Megha Bhatia, your host for the day. And you know what happened yesterday? I was down and I had periods. And guess what? My boyfriend got a pad for me. After that, I of cramps and he got a hot chocolate for me. It's very unrealistic, right? Yes, it is possible. In today's time, we don't talk about the time, right we are too shy to talk about it. But today, today we have a guest who menstrual education. And I am so happy to have Prakshi with me right now. She is 21 years old and she has this organization called Adhikar Foundation. And we will also like her, but let's start with the first question. Hi Prakshi. Hi. How are you? I am great. Thank you for having me. Uh, It's an honor for
1: me to have you here. So Prakshi, tell me more about what you do. Um, Okay, so I founded uh, my organization, it's called Har Adhikar Foundation. Har Adhikar Foundation. And uh, we started working on menstrual health, promoting menstrual health education and also providing period products for women and girls who can't afford it. Period poverty is a huge crisis everywhere around the world but especially Hmm. in India. Hmm. To just think about it that something as basic or right is period product we need for our Survival is women. Hmm. People don't have access to it. People can't afford it. Hmm. So that really moved me. So we fundraise and we provide period products hmm. to women in low income communities. And okay. we take workshops for school going adolescents to give Young them girls. the right education, medically accurate, so that they're not scared and they're not confused. And they know that it's nothing to be ashamed of so that they know that it's their basic human right and this knowledge
0: har jane ko honi Yes. But what motivated you to start this? Was there a turning point in your life or was a story that you that, have this knowledge. Ko leke ke paas?
1: So I think uh, first is of course my personal lived experience that you know, I, in my school I got no period education. Hmm. I went to an all-girls school, it was just women, all my teachers were female, yet hmm. we would hush about it. We would whisper oh. about it. I had to hide my period, my pad, and just run to the washroom. And oh. then, um, you know, I had to miss my school uh, during my periods because I was so scared I'm going to stain my skirt. Exactly. And it was such an embarrassing thing that oh my god, this can't happen. Nobody can get to see that I'm on my periods. Hmm. Hmm. So I lived with that, and I thought that was normal because nobody was telling me that it's okay. Yeah. Um, then I think when I was around. Uh, Fifteen or sixteen, I came hmm. across this number. I was volunteering with a nonprofit back then, hmm. and uh, this number that in India every year twenty-three million girls drop out of school when they start menstruating. Okay,
0: that's a huge number. And yeah. that hit
1: me. I was like, okay, for me, hmm. it's a little bit of an inconvenience. Hmm. It's embarrassing. It's all of that, but for young twenty-three girls. million. That's two point three crore girls every year hmm. they stop going to school hmm. periods hmm. mark the end of their education hmm. because the toilets are not accessible they don't have products they don't have information hmm. about it hmm. and that like really moved me and i was like okay i have to do something about it
0: yes and
1: then you started
0: your organization
1: uh, then i started i think organization came a few years later i was just researching i was working hmm. with other organizations and um, i started taking workshops Mm. I, say, I would go to the slums and mm. you know educate them and tell mm. them about it. Uh, see how much they know mm. and ask them what products are they using. Are they you know maintaining the hygiene mm. practices mm. they should? Mm. Because uh, reproductive health diseases are very common among women in India. Exactly. So that's how I started or uh, slowly, just you know going to a group of twenty women, ten girls. Ten girls. Very small I started. Very small. And then I knew okay, I have to you know yeah. increase the impact of it. Hmm. so then I co-founded uh, this organization with my best friend, with your friend. Uh, <laughs> Great. and she is also the biggest advocate hmm. of gender equality that I know okay so I asked her I was like okay I really want to do this do you want to be hmm. uh, the co-founder and then you and then right we it. It. yeah. And
0: I think it's always the first step as young people we have to make it big but it's not about making big it's about taking that first step so once you take that first step I'm sure you start supporting you in your vision and in your mission
1: right. So oh, how many volunteers do you have? Um, so at uh, one point of time, we always have around 20-25 volunteers mm-hmm. always and they keep switching because they're in college. Yes. So more people and, uh, you know, we collaborate with other organizations. They're also like run by young women young always. Women. So that's just so inspiring to see, oh, they're like young. incredibly cool young people doing, doing
0: things and making an impact into the yeah. world I my organization start thi, hua, I was 24 hai, and I London se thi, and ek ne bola tha, London mein, ki, why are you starting your organization mm. you have done your masters from UCL now to beta job karo jaake, and you are too young how will you handle mm. everything organisation start an organization and it's like bade logo ka thank god I not <laughs> Because of that, uh, we impacted a lot of young girls and I saved a girl from getting raped. And I realized that people say a lot of things. When you start karo, social cause ho, apne ko follow your passion, But if you listen to the opinion of the world, you won't be able to make an impact. Mm. So was there an instance in your journey because you started at the age of 21, right? And in fact, before that, 20. Ki, I was 20 when I started my open age. 20. Perfect. So, what is the that you have told that you are too young for this, or any instance which has stuck in your
1: mind? I mean, I think the sort of cause of menstrual health is hmm. full of taboo, not just in slums or villages, but also in our homes, in urban cool places. Exactly. So, so you is like, oh, do you have to talk about this? openly um, yeah. so lots of people who said that he's like well, are you sure you want to talk about this openly in the, on the internet also i was like hmm. sort of spreading, spreading the information they were like Oh, you, why are you talking about like this. it's not supposed to be talked about loudly yeah um and uh, so what I was the most harsh thing that you've heard when you started your organization so what well, i uh, went to take a workshop in uh, the red light area in calcutta hmm. because um, I realised that uh, those women are particularly more vulnerable, mm. uh, they need to prioritise their sexual and reproductive health mm. uh, so I sort of targeted that mm. group of beneficiaries, okay. and everybody like, uh, like of course not my closest family but like mm. you know relatives and all they were like oh, you know, you don't have to go there. Like, that's not a nice place. Why are you going Hmm. there? And I was like, there are people and they need access to healthcare. Exactly. Oh, you know, you don't have to be so... I don't know. Of course, I think we're just so away from them. Hmm. And we're so unaware. Hmm. That's Hmm. why we have Hmm. all these notions in our head. Yeah. But when I went there, I was like, oh, Hmm. you know, there are young girls, they're small, like, they came with all the women, they came with their children, and they needed that information. They Hmm. needed the sort of access to the products that we gave them Hmm. and it taught me so much I think that's one of the incidents which pushed me this was before I started my organization so I was Hmm. like oh I need to do this for more Hmm. people I need to do it for hundreds and thousands of people what was that one conversation that you had with a lady over there or maybe a child
0: over there which maybe you remember
1: so you know for them um, lots of uh, NGOs go there and tell them about mm. sort of safe sex mm. right so um, that keeps happening but I think nobody told them to prioritize their own health mm. you know their whole life revolves around uh, you know the work they do mm. which is uh, sort of of course their customer and mm. they have to they really struggle for their basic sustainance the food. Mm. So somebody just giving them that space, okay, for this 30 minutes, we're going to talk about you, your exactly. health. So they opened up to me and, which I didn't expect, mm. uh, they opened up to me and they were sharing about, oh, you know, my cramps are really bad, mm. oh, you know, my cycle, uh, sort of I get it very irregularly and they didn't know mm. how to calculate your cycle. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, I'm going to tell you how to do that. Exactly. So to be able to prioritize their body, their needs, somebody yeah. who was just listening to them meant That's so enough. much to them. Exactly. and like, it's important that you
0: start listening to people around you because you don't need provide solutions, you provide advice hmm. but listening you can solve a lot of things from listening. And just imagine you raised your voice and it helped the other girls and the female over there to raise their voice. So I believe that if you have self-belief then it's like a chain, you can get self-love So what do you do to actually like were you this confident from the start when you were in school that no, I want to bring this change into the world or I want to bring a change into the world or it happened gradually in your journey.
1: It's ha- funny that you <laughs> mentioned school. Uh, so I was actually a very shy kid in school. Okay. I would just not talk and I was always like doing my thing. Yeah. I didn't have a lot of friends. I was very shy. I would just not speak up in class. I
0: found this because I was a <laughs> super shy kid. I had braces and I didn't do to talk I
1: remember like in uh, kindergarten you know, someone, my teacher complained that she doesn't speak in class. Like she needs to respond. <laughs> so that was me till like um, seventh. Seventh class. Yeah, I think. And then uh, what happened, I took an absolute random sort of attempt, and I participated in a debate competition. Okay. And, okay, the story does not end (laughs) well. So I went on stage, I had prepared, I was like, okay, this is my chance. I'm going to go up on that Hmm. podium. It was very daunting. I was like Hmm. 13 Hmm. or 12 or 13. Yeah. I went up on that podium and there was like an auditorium full of people. Hmm. And I was speaking. Hmm. And in the middle, I got so anxious, I blanked out. Oh shit. And 30 seconds, I was just standing there <laughs> and wondering, oh my god, what do I say? Hmm. I just had nothing, Like I was just blank. Blackout, yeah. So then, whatever, I wrapped up and I came back and I was so embarrassed hmm. and I felt, I'm not good getting back on that hmm. stage again. Hmm. This is impossible, this is so embarrassing, I'm just not worth it. Exactly. And that was like a low, right? Hmm. And then I think um, one year later, I don't know what happened to me, in eighth grade I remember, Hmm. I participated again. Hmm. Like, I think all my sensibilities should have asked me to not participate. Because it's going to happen again. Yeah, yeah, but I did. I just took a absolute random bet and I was like, okay, bet on myself, right? Yes. I was like, I'll do it again. Hmm. And I won. Wow. <laughs> I won among some really other my classmates who, was, who were much better at it and yeah. they were like doing it for a while. Yeah. And I was like, okay, this feels good. Yeah. Like, to just for those... You know in a debate competition, but for those three minutes everybody was just listening to, to me you. with rapt attention yeah you were listening to what i was saying your opinion mattered at that
0: point of time for you also and for other people around you and i observed one thing from this ki courage is actually not when you don't have fear but it is like aapke mind mein fear bhi hai aapko bhi lag hmm. but still you do that thing and i think that's the time you realize ki what you're capable of doing Stage it was, I was dressed up as a Kashmiri girl and my mom had basket mm-hmm. and it was very embarrassing and stage गई, I got numb and I and it was the most embarrassing thing of my life and I thought that I not participate but in 12th I thought I will get into drama and I will participate in drama but I did participate, we don't have obviously like you <laughs> but my fear started from the state hmm. se. So, it's like that many times we have fears in our childhood and we overcome it and now like for example when I was a child i can't even imagine state pe jaana, karna, and now I'm a TEDx speaker. So what beautiful journey. Hoti hai. So in this case, I would like to ask you what will be message to your younger self? For example, I've given Prakship. And seventh are very si debate competition class And she has experienced
1: it. What will you say to her right now? I would like to tell her to, you know, give it a shot. Whatever you're thinking you're mm-hmm. not worth it or you can't do it, you're not good enough, mm-hmm. just give it a shot. Like don't think about what others are gonna say. Yeah. What uh, you know, your friends are gonna say. Like yeah. just don't think about it. Do it for yourself, give it a shot because you have no idea what you're <laughs> capable of and what Exactly. You know how much you can grow
0: and learn. Exactly. And so what? You'll cry for some time and it it's it's gonna pass, right? Yeah. Okay, so next thing is since you are volunteering, there mm-hmm. are many things that you have said. Self love is just, you have to pamper yourself, meditate, and what not But self love is also about doing things for other people around you. And you have to choose a lot of things when you have to do it. They say that if you have a glass full, you have to offer a lot of things. And volunteering may be right. A hmm. lot of people, when they volunteer, they realise worries. Okay, hmm. Right? I have a bigger purpose in my life. So what will be your message to people who really want to volunteer but they have no direction. They are caught up into their world and lagta hai ki they're too small to make an impact. What will be your message to young people?
1: I think this is an advice uh, someone gave me when I was fifteen and she was you know this lawyer and activist and mm-hmm. I reached out to her I think on Instagram or something hmm. and uh, I was in school I wanted to change the world hmm. I was like how, what do I do hmm. like I'm too insignificant to do anything hmm. I was passionate I was angry on things how the world was running and yeah. I wanted to do something but I didn't know what hmm. and I reached out to her and this conversation always st- stuck with me and she said he um, you know don't sell yourself short and call yourself a no one you know every little step counts hmm. and it really pushed me uh, to I think then I started my blog and I just started writing I was like okay hmm. I don't have to go out in the streets hmm. I just need to put my thoughts and my whatever opinions I have out hmm. there hmm. and hundreds of people started reading it right oh. so that was my push like actually just starting to write was my push hmm. and then of course I started working so if you want if you don't know like don't worry like every small step counts exactly just, look up and you know internet is a great place for exactly. accessibility just look up an organization whose you know passion you hmm. sort of align with and just sign up write that email make that cold call yeah and just say oh I want to help and yeah. people are always looking for passionate young people, people to help our cause exactly so and volunteering really like pushed me not only I figured a lot of it professionally I navigated my career mm. but I grew so much as a person I feel mm. like I became I understood myself better I knew that this is what I wanted to do mm. um, I knew that like I could go out to the people and speak mm. to them that's like something I'm good at mm. so volunteering was literally the first step I took to becoming a nonprofit founder today <laughs> like volunteering at 15 was what I did and it led you to becoming a
0: founder of an yeah. organization and time, I, mean, I remember one thing I remember that when I was driving a car in the night, when headlights are on, you to see a little distance, you can't see the area in the night. So life, that you don't to go. You should just figure out what you step next step and eventually you start meeting the right people mm-hmm. and the universe seems to help you I would say the universe <laughs> help you but do you believe in the power of universe do you think uh, like there is something which is beyond us who motivate motivates us maybe it can be intuition it can be inner voice it can be something other than just our mindset that we
1: oh yeah I definitely feel that because you know it's also uh, we alone often can't achieve everything in life right it's Mm. the right people you meet yes sometimes i have met some such kind folks who have helped me so much Hmm. like i didn't know because i was doing everything for the first time and i was so young i was like (laughs) in my teens and i was figuring it out and there was just people i met on the internet people i just met randomly at an event who were just kind enough to help so i feel like the universe put all of it together me being in the right place at the right time meeting those people having those conversations Hmm and yeah so definitely i think it's like, helps. yeah it says you have to take that first step and then eventually
0: you'll start meeting the right people and if you're a young person and you're planning to start your organization or start any venture do it don't let fear stop you at any stage of your life <laughs> so, don't be scared about failures. So, next question is You have been doing wonderful work, right? And it's an inspiration, it's going to be an inspiration, and it is already an inspiration for a lot of young girls and young people. So, what do you do? What is your secret of self love? I know that entrepreneur, self <laughs> love is <laughs> very important, self belief is very important. So, what do you do to actually increase that self love in your life? is there any secret (laughs) practice you sing you meditate or what's your mantra
1: um i talk to myself on the mirror (laughs) i think that's what i do i've been doing it for a while
0: what do you say when you're in front of the mirror so that our listeners can also learn (laughs) from you
1: i think it's like i just talk to myself a lot even Hmm. you know when i'm feeling low i would probably go and say you know this is going to pass um so that or when i'm days when i'm feeling confident i was like okay i've just Maybe something uh, which was on my bucket list, and I did it. Hmm. So I was like, oh, oh my god, I'm just like worthy to be here because hmm. the imposter syndrome is also real. Yeah. It's very real. There are days I'll feel like, oh, am I really supposed to be here? Am I? Um, yeah. You know, sometimes I get a call for. You know, talk or some hmm. interview, and I was like, I don't know what to say. I I really don't know. I'm not worthy enough. So yeah. the imposter syndrome is also very real.
0: Our listeners more about what is imposter syndrome because many don't
1: know. So the imposter syndrome is this voice in your head which tells you, you know, you don't deserve to be here, and you're not worthy, and like maybe you've faked your way into it. You're an imposter basically <laughs> at the workplace. So it's just let's say bouts of self-doubt hmm. which keeps coming hmm. um, so that's also very real so I think you, I just talk myself out of it that's yeah. literally what I do okay and, uh, that's an amazing thing because
0: uh, I've read it in NLP it's basically called as self-talk that you are talking about how you are talking about Simple. simply <laughs> like, if you are talking about your boyfriend in a wrong way or rudely then we will break up eventually right so just imagine if you are talking about yourself rudely which I have done a lot of times like I can't do this even if जब a TEDx speaker बन उसके बाद there were so many opportunities जब I stage going to the stage था I was like can I really do it <laughs> <laughs> but मैंने सिर्फ एक trick apply करी apply कर सकते हो. I decided that इस month में जो भी opportunities I am gonna say yes to it I am not no so, I was saying yes, even though I was scared, it will really help you to get out of your comfort zone and grow in your life when you start saying yes to a lot of opportunities. Okay, so in the end, my last question to you is what will be your message to people who are listening to us and self drought or who are not motivated to like, do anything in their life right now, what will be your message to all the listeners and young people?
1: Um <laughs> difficult question. So I mean, um, it's probably this is how I look at it every time somebody asks me for advice is you know, the question you ask ki, oh what would I tell my younger self? What hmm. would I tell like a thirteen year old, fourteen year old, young hmm. girl? Because uh, that's most of my work, right? I work I work with adolescent girls. And hmm. I want hmm. them to grow and do amazing things. Yes. And raise their voice, that's important. Yes. Because uh, bahut young girls' voice may raise karti. So they are sca- scared. They are afraid. They yes. don't know if people are going to listen to them. So it would be the same thing, right? Like take that first step. Like take a shot on yourself. Like mm. don't like don't worry about judgments and opinions and like mm. what others will say. I think that's the biggest thing. I think that huh. that fear is so like it's in all of us. We mm. just always like even if it could be something as small as oh putting up that uh, you know video on YouTube or mm. Instagram. You're like oh. Am I doing it well? Will people like? Not like exactly. it exactly. So that, like, what will people say? That fear should not be there. Exactly. For you to just go ahead, like, do it for yourself. Like, do it take for a chance. yourself.
0: Take that step. And there's this beautiful concept called a wabi sabi, which is. Basically, it mean, its meaning is, imperfection is beautiful. So, zaruri nahi hai, jo aap post jaise abhi Prakash ne perfect. Ho hai. But you can always take that first step. If it's imperfect, bhi hai, it will have its own beauty. So, keep loving yourself. And so, do a lot of karte hai self-love. Ke podcast mein. So, I generally do it with my speakers. So, I would like you to open your arms like this.
1: Okay.
0: And give a tight hug to yourself.
1: Oh, this is great.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and in the end, don't forget to say to yourself, Hey, self. I love you and keep loving yourself and don't forget to subscribe to my channel as well as you can listen to us on Spotify, Ghana, Apple Podcasts and a lot of other platforms. Thank you.